Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, Reiki Master Energy Teacher, Medium, and Author of The Living Spirit, Answers for Healing and Infinite Love, which shares stories and a metaphysical approach to understanding spiritual communication, healing energies, miracles, and intuition for well-being, progress, health, prosperity, and happiness. And I am delighted to welcome Fiona Heckles and her co-author, who's not with us right now, Karen Lawton, the authors of the Sensory Herbal Handbook to connect with the medicinal power of your local plants. And we need to embrace all aspects of holistic healing and the tools available to us so we can live a healthy life. Hello, Fiona, and thank you for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having us. Thank you. Hello. Okay. You know, Fiona, as listeners of Healing from Within are well aware my guests and I share intimate stories and insights into the world of metaphysical concepts, healing, and transcendence, so we may begin to understand our true nature as spiritual energies having a physical life experience while we learn to balance both our physical and spiritual worlds. For in, mm. Because for in knowing more of who we are, we are able to transform our emotions, reach a higher level of consciousness and awareness, and explore ways for the evolution of humanity and the world. And we're doing this in many, many parts of the world and in many, many different ways. But ultimately, the goal is the same, to be able to live a joyful, healthy life and to gather as many experiences and connections to the different energies in the world and plants and animals and people. We're all energies and sparks of the divine. So in today's episode of Healing from Within, the Seed Sisters, as you call yourself, have mm-hmm. who met on a, a phytotherapy herbalism group of study and formed the social enterprise Sensory Solutions Herbal Evolution with the intention of cultivating change, facilitating grassroots growing projects such as community medicine gardens and share their love of plant medicine as they believe that through community and reconnection to the earth, positive change will ensue. And I agree with you. There are so many ways and tools that we are not using fully that can help limit the amount of medication and therapy and and surgery uh, that put people at risk because there are many, many uh, side effects of a lot of the other treatments. I mean, they are necessary, but used with the moderate alternative uh, healing methods, we really can have the best of all worlds. So, Fiona, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, a place, maybe an event or a feeling that may have led them or others around them to know what kind of a lifestyle they would pursue as an adult. Mm. 
So think mm. back. I mean, because this began for you long before. <laughs> it began mm. in your adulthood. So think back to what kind of child you were. Mm. Yeah, um, we we talk about this a lot, actually, because um, I I was very privileged to spend a lot of time in nature as a child. And my dad in particular always says, I don't know where you came from. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but I, I, myself and Karen, we both have a very vivid sense that um, we, we always knew nature was alive mm. and that we, we've always both interacted with nature as if we were part of it. Um, we, we don't remember like an epiphany moment where suddenly the world around us came alive, which we see happen a lot in today's modern society with people. But, um, for example, I remember um, being in a mountainous area in the UK and, um, and thinking about um, a crystal, and I was thinking, oh, I just want to find something, like a sign. I just, I was very young, early memories. I was already climbing mountains, maybe seven, something like that. And um, and I stepped up a, a almost like a, a grassy step, but that had something poking out from it. And I scratched away the soil and it revealed a quartz point. Mm. And... Um, and I just remember finding this quartz point and, th- and and knowing that the mountain had gifted it to me, and and just that sense that we can interact with nature. Um, and there's a very Victorian um, residue, certainly in the culture in the UK, where nature is seen as wallpaper to be observed, mm. and. I, I've never had that sense and I feel very lucky that my path has been laid out for me really since my early years and that there's never been anything else. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah, Fiona, for me that's very interesting because I grew up in the city, in New York City, and mm-hmm. in the summer uh, my parents took us to what was called a bungalow colony. So I mm-hmm. was in nature like you, and mm-hmm. I, I was able to see the salamanders in the grass and and mm-hmm. get close to them and to observe, go in the pool and observe, you know, the reflection of the trees and the beauty of being away from the city. And I so loved it. And then always I had to go back to the city for most of the Mm. year. And I was a little saddened by that because I felt so free in outside Mm. and being close to the sounds and sparkles of just the beauty of the flowers, the plants, the uh, the little animals, the (laughs) everything about it. And I didn't really understand it. And I... uh, of course, as a child, I would also see in the window at night when I went to sleep little 
faces, as you say, everything is alive in all mm, in all the dim- playground. Yes, in all dimensions, whether it's in yeah. the nighttime and other uh, souls around us or uh, life dimensions, there is so much going on that cannot be seen mm. only by the eye. It has to be felt. Uh, by the sensitivity of our soul. And I was aware of things, but I didn't put it together for very much longer into my uh, journey. But you started a, a little bit earlier, and I think you said you had a father who was very helpful. He, what, what work did he do? Um, both of my parents are nature lovers, um, and may, maybe not... Um, fully understanding why or what it is but with a real sense of awe and wonderment at nature and I too was brought up in the city in the northeast of England but we would go every weekend out to the countryside we had a caravan there which I guess is a bit like your bungalow mm-hmm. um, and would be in the mountains but it was my parents really and my dad in particular that facilitated that and a great sense of adventure so we would never just climb a mountain. We would climb up the rivers and get soaking wet and um, <laughs> climb up the waterfalls. And I always wanted to go in the caves or, you know, just just climbing a mountain up a boring path was never one I wanted to do. It was all about the interaction with nature and really feeling the elements. Um, so, you know, yeah, you, you know, you know, the earth is alive. We know the earth is a living yeah. planet that fun. sustains you know. human life. But but the the thing is, when I when I teach energy medicine or Reiki training, uh, we do a meditation and we ground ourselves and with ropes from our hips and our feet to go through the floor and go into meditation. Mm -hmm. And the roots grow from these ropes, and the ropes seek the living core or force of the earth where we draw up the minerals and water and nutrients of the life force to uh, come through us and sustain us. And and it's all connected. Everything Mm -hmm. is, is... We are interconnected to each other and to the planet and to the universe, dimensions beyond this. So I find that uh, very interesting that we had a little similarity in how we Mm. approached getting closer to what felt good within us because it was Mm. natural and it was our life force. So I think that's great. Now, as medically trained herbalists, tell us something of the force of healing that can be activated by exploring all that the plants have to share. Um, sorry, you. I, I lost you for a moment there. Uh, oh, okay. I, I, I missed a little bit of that question. Would <laughs> you mind uh, repeating it again? Okay. As medically trained herbalists, tell, yeah. tell us something of the force of healing that can be achieved by exploring all that the plants have to share. Sure. So um, we, um, we teach... Um, through the book um, about how we can connect with herbs a little like um, they were people so each herb having its own um, character but also the ability to show different aspects of itself to us depending on our experiences 
our terrain or, or makeup. Um, so the plants will have physiological actions, but they'll also have psycho-emotional actions. And how they act in the body on a physical level gives us an indication as to their more spiritual or emotional uh, applications also. Um, so we can learn about how the plants have developed the different phytochemicals within them in response to their environment and therefore um, how they might help us in certain circumstances. So, for example, a herb might develop um, essential oils as a protective measure against pathogens or insects or even uh, the burning rays of the sun mm. um, to maintain moisture. Um, and when you smell an aromatic smell in a herb, you know that it's protective in some way. And that also gives us an indication that for um, a human, if we were to drink it, it would be protective against pathogens in some way. So you might drink sage for a sore throat or um, you might um, put a little bit of lavender in with a herbal brew for a cough, for example. But we also know that if we've got those essential oils in there, in some way they'll be protective on a more spiritual level. So you see the white sage of the Artemisia, um, the daisy family, being used in the Native American tradition for smudging. Um, we use yarrow in this um, part of the world for almost like auric protection for any psychic work. But it's very rich in those azulines, those blue essential oils that you find in the blue cam chamomile as well. Um, so we start to layer up an understanding of the herbs and then we can also apply them so the yap back to the yarrow um, named after the warrior Achilles um, who was dipped in the uh, magic water except for his Achilles heel so his weak spot was that tendon at the back of his ankle mm. and we can use we can use that herb to explore our own Achilles heel. So what are our own weaknesses? So they're very multifaceted and we don't, we don't need to ignore their physical applications. It can actually help us understand their more emotional or spiritual well, you, as well. Yeah, you know, we know the elements, water, fire, air, earth and spirit and the ever-changing seasons interact with the human body. So herbalists mm. approach blends of science, medicine, creativity, ritual, history and magic into practical, easy-to-use tools mm. that guide us to develop this relationship with plants. So it's all interconnected. There is so much uh, that we can gain knowledge from and that can be used to assist us. It's like the creation of this world. You would expect any creative force, whatever you believe that to be the big bang or, or or god or divine universal energy that it gave us everything we needed to survive on the planet so the plants and the flowers and the animals 
all are interconnected and serve in some way. So I, I think that's very interesting that you talked mm-hmm. about all that. Your book doesn't only talk about herbalism. You discuss uh, the healing chakra systems and the mm-hmm. seasons and astrology. It's really a total understanding within your book of all the alternative uh, methodologies that can help us know more about our spiritual or soul essence. And... Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us, in your words, what is sensory herbalism? Okay, so sensory herbalism is a tradition that's rooted in an ancient but also evolving system of medicine. So it's using the senses to get to know and understand plant medicine. Um, so like we just talked about the smell with the yarrow or the taste of a bitter herb that might indicate it's good for digestion but it also looks at our intuition and working with a plant the the images or stories or words that start to be produced when we work with a plant and then really interpreting all of that information into something useful that we can then apply to using that herb with another person or with ourselves. So we talk about uh, observation, which is looking at how the plant grows, what it looks like, who grows by it, what sort of environment it grows in, and also all of the sensory experiences. And then we talk about intuition and then interpretation of all of the things that we found out, which includes looking at other texts that might have been written, but after we've had our own personal experience with that herb, so that we're not clouded by information that's been given to us before. Um, so, You it, know, it, it, uh, it, l- let me just give our listeners a little sense of interpretation here, because I have some notes on it. Uh, some of the thoughts you might have are, the stem might feel dry, the smells may be strong. The smells may be uplifting and energetic. It might clear your head. If you taste it, it might be super strong. Sometimes it might be perfumed, oily, slightly buttery. It might coat your teeth. It might mm. make breathing deeper and fuller. It may give you an upward moving energy. It might help you to feel your heart and your body vibrating. It, 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 it might make you feel protective and lucky. So the sense of a plant might do all these things or more. So that, I think, is what interpretation is that you suggested. Uh, it's very powerful. And I, for, yeah. our, for our listeners out there, I learned this a long time ago, and it actually works. Say you were to take a medicine, a bottle of medicine that had been prescribed for you, or a herb, or, or an herb, or a plant medicine, and you put it to your heart center, and you stand firmly on the ground, and you close your eyes and stand very still. If you move forward, if your body is inclined to move forward, that means that will be a very helpful medicine or plant for you. If, for some reason, you fall backwards, 
that would mean it would not work in, in alignment with you. And I did this one day in the supermarket with a green tea mixture. I held the bottle, bottle to me, and I fell backwards. <laughs> so I said, oh, not, not, not going to drink this. No, no, not, not good for me. So that spirit working with you and all the cells of your body are interconnected to uh, the energy and sources around us, which love us and want to help us. So it's just a simple process, but I, I ask our listeners to try it. And you will see it will learning. be quite helpful. <laughs> it's, yeah, and it's learning to trust that, to trust your intuition. Yes. You know, sometimes we can become disconnected from our intuition. And intuition is a learned thing um, in terms of our experiences. But but we can often doubt what it is that we're experiencing. And that's where the interpretation bit comes in. So, you know... Um, you have that experience of leaning forwards or falling back and then maybe you look at what's in the combination and you know mm. maybe the green tea is too stimulating for you at that time so there's a sort of backup as to the experience that you're having that then helps you to trust in that intuitive process that's just happened so it's kind of grounding the intuition in something that we can rationalize because the questioning mind is something that can get in the way of yes. that intuitive response. Yes. So, and and yeah. I, I trust mm. these intuitions because when I don't pay attention, I have found that it wasn't in my best interest. So I have learned to pay attention mm, exactly. quite closely. Yeah. But let's go yeah. on to, uh, you, you have in each chapter a wealth of recipes and ideas for how to use the herbs both in the medicine cabinet and on the dinner table. Uh, tell us about the most commonly used um, herbs. I, I know you wrote about daisy, bellis, perennis. Yes. Yeah. That beautiful little daisy flower that we always see. Yeah. And it, I yeah. found it very interesting because it's good for um, breathing issues and so many people have issues of, with their lungs. So uh, tell us something about that and about perhaps um, a recipe that you like. So Daisy is um, very much about joy. Um, it has some phytochemicals, some um, components in it that are saponins, that are soapy-like, and they can help to interact with our lungs to expel mucus. So on a physical level, they can really help with um, the process of healing a cough where there's a lot of stuck mucus. But on a, a more energetic level, the, the daisies are like pure joy. Um, you can mow a lawn and the, you can have just mowed it and there'll still be daisy heads there. It's like they can duck out of the way and <laughs> bounce back. Um, there's very much this sense of um, you knock a daisy down, she'll bounce back up unscathed. Um, there's a sense of innocence and um, bouncing back from emotional bruising without there being um, a residue in a way. And the daisy's often people's first memories of interacting with nature. So the daisy, um, you talked about going back to childhood and many people can remember making daisy chains and 
that real sense of playfulness and joy that's contained within the daisy. And Daisy tells us that um, we need to embrace the joy of life. And she also told us that she needs to be in as many people as possible because joy is something that's often all too often missing and absolutely um, especially in in these challenging times now I know you have Mm. created drops of courage and passion potion from the daisy how can people get this can they go online and order this from you Uh, no I mean this is where we developed the book to have um, to start with practical applications um, uh, practical recipes because um, there's laws around um, how you can create remedies and then sell them. So you have to have had a consultation before any remedy is administered. But what we're really about is empowering people to start um, experimenting and working with the plants and the component parts and creating their own mixtures and medicines and we teach a year-long apprenticeship course where people come and learn about you know some of the foundations and the recipes and how to work with the plants and then they go out and teach their own herb walks and create community gardens so that lots and lots of people have access to information and knowledge about the plant medicine um all we right. Want to proliferate it that way. So great. That's so, yeah. That's yeah. great. So, <laughs> does the pharmaceutical industry rely on plants? There's a lot of drugs that are still formulated from plants, and there's a lot of uh, chemicals that are synthesized based on compounds that were found within plants. But there's still research going on all the time into component parts of herbs. Um, I mean, you do you do run the risk that in isolating compounds from the herbs, you're taking away from the the synergy, the the holism that's contained within the plant, and that's when you often get. Yes, thank you very much. I want to thank you, Fiona Heckles, for the most beautiful and comprehensive presentation with your beautiful photographs and charts of the plans and the promotion, empowerment, autonomy, freedom, and diversity of plant and herbs in a preventative plan for wellness and optimal health. To learn more of the past usage of plants for healing and to bring it back into these modern day times to help Mm -hmm. heal many ancient illnesses and autoimmune diseases which are again becoming prevalent in society. Read this book carefully and incorporate plants and herbal therapy into your everyday life. To purchase this book, go to sensorysolutions.co.uk Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much for your support and all your lovely words and your work as well. It's been really lovely to (laughs) chat to you. 
That's sweet. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we have tried to share the magic and benefits of knowing and living with the medicinal power of local plants, a respect for holistic and personal approach to our well-being, and a bonding to the beauty of nature and its ability to help us work with mind-body-spirit healing. And Fiona wrote, Addiction has a root in personal feeling of lack and inadequacy. We are currently seeing this play out in the death economy of modern Western society, in our addiction to consumption and hoarding wealth that is destroying the very ecosystem we rely on for life. Fiona, Karen, and I would have you return to the essence of your soul life and discover the many traditions and ancient healing techniques that as they are rediscovered and incorporated into modern day life will help us all evolve and move past the limitations of these challenging times to remember the eternal soul essence of our natural being and will begin again to restore the health of our body, our mind, our soul, as well as our communities and political, educational, medical structures. For we must awaken to our true soul potential and shine the light and love from within, which in conjunction with the living beauty of nature is our divine truth. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of Healing from Within, and I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to leaders and authors in the metaphysical, scientific, spiritual, educational, medical, and psychological fields, along with the arts and music, as we explore our inner and outer worlds to discover the way to combine our many unique talents to advance healing, greater love, and prosperity for all. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.